Hello and welcome to the Biz Design Enterprise Architecture Podcast. My name is Will Scott, and in these podcasts, we talk to thought leaders in the area of enterprise architecture and how they and their teams drive and deliver value to the organization in the areas of strategy advancement, operational efficiencies, and reduction and management of risk. Today, I'll be talking to Sean Van S. Sean is an enterprise architect at CGI, and she'll be talking us through her various experiences and learnings she's gained at that organization in working with them and their clients. We also spend some time talking about how enterprise architecture can operate successfully in an agile environment. So let's go to that interview now. Hi, Sean. Good to talk to you. And uh, thanks for joining the podcast today. It's a pleasure to have you. I think it'd be good for our listeners if you could perhaps just introduce yourself a little bit about your career background and personal background and uh, where you work. Right. So I've come from a background in um, banking and commercial insurance. Um, From there, I went into IT um, in order to put right the wrongs of the world that I had in in banking. Um, So I've worked in a number of different sectors uh, before joining uh, defence. So uh, telecoms, police, uh, Holland Casino, Dutch government. And um, yes, the common thread throughout this has always been architecture. So I've been doing that now for about 25 years. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, CGI, the organization you work for, and uh, what you do for them? So it was founded in 1976. CGI is among the largest IT and business consulting firms in the world. So it operates across the globe, uh, delivering end-to-end capabilities from strategic IT and business consulting to system integration, and it also does manage the IT and business process services um, and provides intellectual property solutions. So we're operational in space, maritime, defense, and we have intelligence clients. We help them to solve complex technical challenges uh, with secure end-to-end information solutions. So the reason I joined the company was because it had a broad section, a broad range of sectors that I could be able to translate patterns and take my experience from one to the other. And it's been a really good uh, place to grow a career. And so when you when you joined and uh, I tell, tell us about, you know, your most recent project and that was interesting and exciting for you and what, what your what, what, what you discovered and, and, and what you did about it. Right. So. Um, I was actually hired in order to help them with um, the procurement of a defence system, an intelligence system, working, um, it was a collaboration between different countries as well. So it was, it was a very, very large endeavour and they were having problems with um, requirements. So it was an architecture-led uh, procurement Therefore, it was important to have um, uh, clear and concise uh, diagrams, models that were then linked to uh, requirements. Then we had these uh, matrices. So throughout this, the biggest problem we had was creating understandable and uh, condensed diagrams. We quickly run into the uh, plethora uh, of um, minute little diagrams that we had to sort out and pro- provide some rich pictures. 
Um, so that was quite a challenge, but it, we, we found that it was successful in the end. Um, we also found that, that uh, UML wasn't necessarily the best language for users, but we overcame that by simplifying it. And what was what was the tooling that they were using there? Was this a Excel Visio PowerPoint sort of stitched together, or did they have a dedicated system? No, we had a standalone uh, system uh, using Sparks Enterprise Architect, which is um, good as an integrated uh, development environment. It wasn't actually helpful for us in terms of showing diagrams to uh, to users and to elicit requirements. It's great in a technical development environment, though. So learning our lessons from that and taking some of that work forward, we provided uh, additional support into the intelligence organizations, helping them to, um, to relocate, to go through various organizational changes that were driven by technology. Uh, we discovered that the authority, uh, the Ministry of Defense, was going towards biz design and we started exploring that and found that um, it was very successful in helping to uh, map out information exchange um, uh, requirements and understanding then how you could merge together organizations based on being able to evaluate their business processes and then minimize the amount of disruption, which you wouldn't be able to do with most other tools. That was good. Can you talk a little bit more about what the future holds for you and some of your thoughts on that? Well, um, one of the areas that we're also uh, exploring is uh, portfolio management. We've got a number of um, methods that have been very successful in nuclear organizations where we're able to use RCDA, which is a token, um, an open group uh, method that CGI's concocted, and um, Unify 360, which is portfolio management. And that helps us then to develop roadmaps and to, innate, and to better support decision-making and planning um, in reducing the technical debt and working out the best possible um, way to, to get value um, and agility uh, from the programs that we're, that we're running. It also means that if um, anything unexpected happens, we discover something in the middle of a sprint or in a rollout that we can roll back or roll to the next best option. So it helps with the agility of planning. And that's the one area. You've got a lot of agility going on through your agile release trains and your, in your DevOps environments. But planning to, and the, um, the commercial aspects tend to take, you know, tend to cause a bit of momentum, inertia, I should say. So tell me more about that. And certainly our own Mark Langhorse has talked quite a bit around how enterprise architects work with Agile. Sometimes they seem to be counterintuitive, like it or not. Sometimes enterprise architecture has the reputation of being the guys who say no, the guys who say mm -hmm. this is the standard pattern and this is how it's got to go through the approval boards and the review boards. And that's Mm -hmm. sometimes difficult to reconcile with the spirit of agile, which is, you know, fail fast, fail often. Now, clearly, yes. I suspect in the nuclear environment, we don't want to be failing ever, but but nonetheless, uh, talk a little yes. bit more about how you see um, enterprise architecture and its intent mm -hmm. playing nicely with agile and its intent. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of horses for courses. Not everything suits agile. 
there might be some critical systems that you'd want to um, take a different approach to. Also, if you try to take enterprise architecture down into too finite a level and you don't respect the boundaries. Also, if you're talking, if you're all using the same method in terms of you signed up to the Agile principles, you've signed up to this RCDA, you're able to then synchronize using architecture microcycles. That's one of the techniques that we have, whereby we have a structured uh, way of um, aligning between the enterprise architect and the solution architects. Um, so we agree then how we're going to um, take these epics, break them into features, break them, how they would then be uh, fielded out. And we start negotiating prioritization, but we're all signing up to the same method for handling risk and for handling decisions and concerns. So it is collaboration by architects and the higher level strategic aspects, that's where the enterprise architect is actually filtering through and trying to prioritize and break things up and making sure that people know ahead of time what is coming down the pipeline as well. No surprises. And how have you found that? I mean, I, I like that phrase there. My, what do you call it? The micro-architecture cycle. Micro-architecture cycle. Yes, it's Elcho Port in the Netherlands. And he's won um, some, some, important, um, some important awards, the Saturn Award for software engineering uh, for these sort of uh, techniques that he put together. So he, they're also teaching it. So we teach our, um, our clients as well and fellow architects in order to share this um, way of working with them. And uh, so far it's been very successful, especially in large uh, projects like um, um, the uh, Dutch Railway, which was having many issues in terms of trying to manage its portfolio and uh, the plethora of uh, projects, all running through the same set of systems as well. So that becomes quite critical. I see that. I see that. That's interesting, and uh, I think it's uh, it's important that um, you know enterprise architecture has to reinvent itself as new demands mm. come down, you know, from organisations to move faster uh, uh, and mm. move more efficiently as well. Tell us some more other interest. That's a really interesting. Are there any other interesting uh, things on the horizon for you that you're well, to work on? Well, we saw that um, we're doing really well with the digital uh, transformation in our service organisation our global technology organization. And we've got a lot of very clever people bringing in um, uh, uh, disruptive and emerging technologies. So in order to change enterprise architect from trying to get the elephant to dance the waltz or the tango, we decided we had to go and use some of these pointed techniques in a digital design uh, offering. So this is how we're, we're wrapping some of the techniques from uh, RCDA, which is the core of our methods that we use, together with some very useful and strong elements, robustness from TOGAF, from Scaled Agile, a lot from the DevOps. So we've been going around and saying, well, what works? We've got our own um, integrated environment called ASOP that's mainly based on um, things like JIRA and um, and various other um, good tooling. So we, you know, so it's integrating the testing, the DevOps environment, 
um, it's then been a matter of, well, how are we going to then integrate possibly the architecture tool or not? So this is something that we're exploring to find. I know that uh, BizDesign has got a number of plugins and it's um, been used widely as a digital twin environment. So it's going to de-risk just by being able to run what-if scenarios in a model rather than, certainly for some, some innovative things, um, rather than spending an awful lot of time and developer um, uh, uh, sweat on these kind of uh, hard questions. So we're looking at a number of different things. I like that. It's, uh, you know, I always think, uh, you know, Agile's got a number of sound bites that goes, one of those, of course, is fail mm-hmm. fast. But what you're saying there, certainly let's fail fast, but you don't always have to fail fast via software development. You can fail mm-hmm. fast through modeling and perhaps yeah. discover in a relatively cheap and quick way that a particular yeah. course of action has consequences. You have failed mm-hmm. and you've failed quickly, but you haven't yes. expended a lot of development time discovering mm-hmm. things that you can discover through our uh, modeling. Yeah. Is that kind of the intent that you're thinking of? It is. I'm trying to filter out the really dumb questions before um, presenting it to a developer who's got enough things to worry about. They're trying to look at how can they best um, address a problem? How can they best uh, create something that is dynamic, robust, secure? So they've got an awful lot of other things on their, on their minds. The other set of people I'm also concerned about as well is the service, de- um, the service operators, the service uh, providers, the support environment, maintenance. I know that um, when I've worked in a pharmaceutical company, we laid down some cat cables all over, you know, totally brand new cat cables, but didn't maintain the, the diagrams. As a result, it ended up in spaghetti and meatballs. Hmm. So... You have to then think about the poor maintenance and the uh, the IT ops guys. So it actually would help if we would give them something that is at least a meaningful portfolio. So that's another one of the ideas that's uh, that's uh, going through the head at the moment. Yeah, and I like that. And I think that you know, oftentimes you know, enterprise architecture teams say they've got this reputation of being the guys who produce the big complex mm-hmm. diagrams that people don't use, and they're the guys who say no because mm-hmm. it doesn't my solution architecture pattern but it seems mm-hmm. your approach is actually i'm going to make everyone's life easier you know i'm going to make the developer's life easier because i'm not going to waste mm-hmm. their time on yeah. producing stuff that i know has not got a favorable outcome i'm also mm-hmm. going to help the maintenance and support people to be able yeah. to do their job better so it's mm-hmm. that enablement positioning as opposed to the regulatory positioning that i think sometimes enterprise architecture has the, the reputation yes. yeah so it's um it's a case of trying to be realistic as well. What actually matters? Um, trying to boil the ocean. I've seen an awful lot of things go very badly wrong, where architecture just becomes architecture for architecture's sake. Um, very difficult then to maintain and to maintain your uh, correctness. So it's a collaboration between everybody. And it's a case of uh, concentrating on what is it that we actually need to do. Right. And understanding what those priorities are with the business. And it must be fascinating with CGI having such a breadth of portfolio. You must get exposed to all manner of different technologies and industries and business problems as well. That must mm-hmm. must keep you on your toes in terms of being an enterprise architect. Is, is that right? Well, I think in our line of work, we need to be naturally inquisitive. We have to want to um, 
we have to wake up amazed at what's coming down the pipeline towards us. You know, looking out at how can we use something in a different way. Uh, the new technologies that are coming out, um, uh, IoT, for example, and all the risks that that uh, brings, and finding out, well, what's actually the sensible way of using these technologies? Do I really want to have an interface on my on my cooker so that it could then possibly be hacked and blown up, etc.? I could do a bad enough job of myself. I don't need help from anybody else. So it's a case of the so what, where is the value in technology? And what does it mean to our, um, our clients and, our, and to their customers as well? So ultimately, uh, enterprise architectures, uh, the open group um, have it, is it's about business value. It's more business. The technology is becoming slowly more of a commodity. And it's our, our DevOps guys are starting to use uh, low code. And the, you know, the tools sets are changing as well. So it is continuously evolving. I like that. And I've talked to some of uh, Business Design's clients before as well. And they sort of make the observation that no, no longer is it a question of can it be done? Yes, it can. There's almost no problem mm-hmm. that can't be solved. You know, within reason yes. with technology, the bigger question is, should it be done? And if it is going to yeah. be done, how do we stack rank that amongst the thousand other things that we also should be doing mm-hmm. as well? Mm-hmm. And that's the value is- of EA. Mm-hmm. Uh, my background as well from banking, insurance, is the what's the return on investment what value does this add what does, difference does it make strategically to an organization is it going to uh, survive and thrive or is it possibly going to end up in doom and gloom and so helping it as a strategic tool uh, to be able to make that change and to understand this is a partnership as well and i think this is why i like langhorst's um, digital twin so much and yes i am a bit of his uh, a junkie i i worked uh, in the abn amro bank in 1999 where i saw that they had adopted archimate and they were using it for their business architecture and i was um running a project uh, as a as business arch- as a business analyst um for multi-channel platform integration and so I had to demonstrate how our processes were able to interface with the bank's business processes. And that was quite, quite an interesting um, uh, way of looking at things. So, yeah, it's funny how the, the circle is round and you end up going back yeah. into the same circles. Well, Sean, I have to say, I think I think we'll call you the curious enterprise architect. I think that's that's a great that's a great word, the curious enterprise architect. And it's so refreshing to hear that that, that you see your role as enabling other people's success. And I think that's mm-hmm. for me and my perspective. That is a fantastic attitude to come. How mm-hmm. can I help the company invest in the right technologies and the right transformations that drive strategy? Mm-hmm. And how can I make those who surround me's life easier, better, faster, more efficient, and all those? And I think that's really refreshing so i'd like to thank you for your time today it's been a pleasure having you on here maybe at some point we can get thank you, you. And langhorst on the same podcast together and we can talk about more interesting things as well yes absolutely but sean once again thanks so much for your time thank you well i hope you enjoyed that interview with sean and fascinating to hear insights of how enterprise architecture can be an enabler to the organization to make decisions better and faster and successfully operate in the agile environment. 
For more podcasts, blogs, and recorded webinars, please visit us at bizdesign.com, where there is a wealth of information available. And if you'd like to tell your EA story and feature on this podcast, then please email me, Will Scott, at podcast at bizdesign.com. BizDesign is a leader in the area of enterprise architecture software and supports enterprise architecture teams in delivering value to their organizations with a key focus on the value outcomes of strategy advancement, operational efficiency, and reducing risk.